In the previous discussion, I talked about the school of God alone and placement tests and the rules. And as you recall, uh, in those uh, placement tests, uh, uh, everybody is free to talk and is open book and the consultation is free. And uh, at the end, you are the one who is going to look at the test and decide what the grade should be. And uh, based on that, you can choose any class uh, you want to go in this school from kindergarten all the way to the PhD and above. And nobody's going to stop you. Today, uh, I'm going to cover one more question. And but before I do that, uh, let me clarify the purpose of these questions. When we are in a regular school, there are different courses, same as literature, algebra, and geometry, and such and such. And everybody is tested or quizzed regularly on this subject. Therefore, everybody knows more or less his grade uh, for that particular course and uh, have a chance to uh, learn from it and make improvement and overcome its weaknesses and at the next uh, quiz or test, God willing, do better. But when it comes to the religious, it looks like we don't know where do we stand. Because no matter what is our religion, we always think that ours are the right path and we are correct and the rest of the people are on the wrong path. And that's how basically uh, we rule. So the question is, how can we find out uh, that um, how good we are? Are we on the right path or not? So the purpose of the so-called place, placement test are the uh, similar to the regular school to point out our weaknesses in a particular subject matter and uh, <clears throat> we might be good in some of these tests and not so good on others and we should work on our weaknesses to make improvement and uh, saying that uh, there is a verse in Quran 3.154 at the end of the verse it says that God does put you to the test to bring out your true convictions and to test what is in your heart. God is fully aware of the innermost thoughts. So question comes out, uh, God is fully aware of the innermost thoughts. So if God is aware of it, so he wants to bring our true conviction for whom? Is it for himself to keep it to himself and at the judgment day bring it up and say, oh, you failed on that test? Or it is for us. We have to realize, oh, we have been, been, we have been tested and uh, we should know the result. And if there is a flaw in our system, so based on that, we can make it better. So next time, God willing, we are going to pass the test. Saying all of those things, so let's go to the... Uh, question. The question is, which is question number three, which one of the following can take care of your needs in this life? First, dollar, lots of money, uh, or two, God. So which one of those two 
can take care of our needs. My obvious answer to this question is, if I had a million of these dollars, I can't buy a peanut if God does not want it. And if I do and I buy it, I cannot swallow it. So it looks like the question is easy to respond, at least for me. But Mr. Examiner stopped me and said, a question is not about what I think or lip service or what I believe. It is about what we do in the action, real life. When we go out of the door, which one of these two is our Qibla? Which one of those two we are going to go after? There are moments in everybody's life that we have to choose between God or money. As simple as this. Let me share with you my story. Basically, my car had a problem and um, I took it to the dealership and they gave me a loaner. And the next day I called and said, okay, is my car ready? The guy said, yeah, it is ready. So I said, okay. On the way going to the dealership to get my car, I stopped by at Office Max to get a um, copy of some document I had. It was a four pages document. So I went over there and I said, okay, how, where should I go? The guy told me that, okay, here is a copy machine, go over there and take it. So I went over there, I look at it and I saw that, okay, <clears throat> I have to put those pages over there. And that's what I did. I put those four pages face up and uh, push the button and as a result uh, I saw that the uh, four blank copies came out because I put it backward I should put face down as a result I corrected and I put face down and I got the four copies on the way going out uh, at the cashier I was debating with myself should I say I had four pages or I had eight pages so I was in dilemma what should I do? What should I say? And obviously Satan is always present and he came to me and said, oh, it's not your fault uh, if you copied four pages in the wrong way. Somebody should be there to tell you. So because they didn't tell you, so that's not your problem. You have to pay only four pages because you are going out with four pages. And I said, yeah, it makes sense to me. So I said, yeah, it was four pages. And I paid, I don't know, 40 cents, and I came out, and suddenly came to me that that was a God's test. Why didn't I tell, I mean, I should tell to the registerer that um, I made such a mistake, then I could either pay him or not pay him or whatever, but the honest way, the way that Quran wants us to uh, have a life is, to be honest, so we sh I should tell to the uh, cashier that uh, uh, that what happened but I didn't so I was very ashamed of myself for 40 cents why did I choose the wrong way not the right way and I was thinking I was very mad of myself and I was repenting to God I said God forgive me I mean so I was trying uh, basically to ask for the God forgiveness as I was driving to go and get my car suddenly a rubble hit my windshield and caused one star on the windshield and I said wow now what and I saw that that the star is 
propagating and it's going to get bigger as a wow and I don't have insurance I'm going to take the loaner to the dealership and the dealership is going to see opportunity here and they are going to charge me arm and leg because of that so I was debating again when I go over there should I tell them what happened or shouldn't I and this time it was not Satan it was myself I didn't want to bring it up because I was afraid that the dealership is going to charge me a lot so what I did was I said okay uh, I don't want to pay so who's going to help me in that regard and obviously Quran said you have to be honest and so who else can help me Mr. Satan but this time I was behind the wheel I didn't want to pay and I asked Satan for help and Satan came to me and said you know what uh, that was not your fault that uh, I guess the rock hit the windshield and uh, you shouldn't tell them that is their job to find out if there is a problem or not anyway we I was debating again it was five minutes ago I was repenting to the God because of those 40 cents now the table changed I'm in the other side of the table and again I don't want to pay so I was debating with myself all the way to the dealership should I tell or shouldn't I tell and eventually I got there the guy came and I gave the car and I didn't tell him anything and the guy didn't see it and took the car away from me and when I went over there waiting for my car again he came to me oh shame on you you repented you said such a nice thing uh, to God forgive me and in five minutes you did again the same thing that time you blame it on Satan and this time there is nobody to blame except myself I didn't want to pay I didn't want to tell about that so again I said you know God if you are gonna burn me in the hell you have every right to do I mean it was purely my mistake and my weakness and uh, again I was very ashamed of myself and say why well, I'm doing this how come to I mean again I was uh, cursing myself to my bone and was very ashamed and uh, again repenting to the God because I have nowhere else to go for repenting and as I was uh, talking to myself uh, the guy in the dealership came to me and said you know what we made a mistake your car is not ready and it's going to be available tomorrow why don't you take your loaner car back and bring it back tomorrow and they brought me the car and I said oh again I went to the other side of the table look at myself and say no what uh, I'm gonna take this car no the store is pretty small and as I am gonna have it till tomorrow it's gonna get bigger and bigger and when it get bigger no definitely this time the guy is gonna see it and again I was debating and in the other hand I was talking to myself oh you were repenting to God five minutes ago you were asking for another opportunity that's how you are gonna do it again that night I had a hard time debating with myself should I tell or shouldn't I so God willing thanks God next time when I took the car over there as soon as the guy came I jumped out and said you know what rock hit my windshield and put a star over and the guy looked at us, okay, no problem. They took the car. So the whole story, basically, God tested me two times and maybe three times. And I felt, I knew that 
I'm doing wrong thing. So between the money and God, I chose money. But again, thanks God, in the third chance he gave to me, I passed. I could overcome my uh, ambitions. Uh, so that was the first part of the uh, discussion. Now let's move on. Uh, on the verse uh, 102, 1 and 2, uh, Quran says, You remain preoccupied with hoarding until you go to grave. So basically, Quran knows that, God knows that, uh, we all are in love with money. This is a never-ending love. And Satan is well aware of our never-ending love for money. It does not matter how rich we are, we always want more. But Satan is not that rich to pay us lots of money uh, to commit a sin. And he uses his own technique. Have you seen uh, the old movie, It is a Wonderful Life? The movie is about a guy, Mr. Bailey. Uh, he is a righteous a small banker. And uh, he gives loans to the poor family and at the minimum rate and is very helpful and in whole his life uh, is uh, supporting the poor and people loved him and he loved the people and everything was great and he did a lot of sacrifice in his life for everybody and um, now he's, he had to deposit some money to the bank and gave that money uh, to his uncle which is the old man and ask him to go ahead and deposit that money in the bank, which is very critical. And his uncle, I guess, somehow uh, on the way going to the bank, misplaced the money and uh, the money got lost and uh, didn't reach on time to the bank. As a result, so the bank examiner uh, was after him, what did happen to money and uh, the news went out and situation got solved and uh, he was mad running here and there to find money but no hope and also in his uh, home the situation gets solved so as a result was bad situation he decided to go and kill himself he went on top of the cliff and wants to jump into the stormy ocean and was debating with himself to jump and God, which was watching the whole thing, didn't want Mr. Bailey to end up like this. He didn't want him to commit a sin and kill himself. So what God did, sent down an angel to help him out. And the angel, basically, is a nice story. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you go and watch. The angel asked the guy, Mr. Bailey, that, how can I help you? And Mr. Bailey said, do you have money? And the angel said, you know what, money up there doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have that much value. And Mr. Bailey responded, but down here, money comes very handy. And that's the whole point. In our life, money is very important. Let's say you go to the grocery store, you cannot say, okay, I want this, I want that, and I have, don't have money, go and get it from God. You want to go vacation, you have mortgage, you have 
house you have you want a car you want different kind of thing and everything you want obviously money can provide but you cannot say okay uh, god will provide that one you see that the money has a lots of power here so now the real uh, issue on hand is we see the power of the money and we can see what money can do but in the other hand we don't see god god is unseen and god wants us to turn our back to the money and face him it's a very hard thing god is asking us i see the power of money and i the god is unseen now god wants to tell me okay don't look at the money turn your back and whenever you want to choose me don't choose the money so it's hard for me. I mean, how come? Why God didn't make money disappear and make himself appear? So this way I can see the God. I don't see the money. It's going to be much, much easier for me to turn to God. And as I was talking to myself, uh, that Mr. Examiner um, t- told me that, do you remember verse 7172 in Quran? It says that, Recall that your Lord summoned all the descendants of Adam and had them bear witness for themselves. Am I not your Lord? They all said, yes, we bear witness. Thus you cannot say on the day of resurrection, we were not aware of this. So that day, God was seen and all of us we saw the god and we made promise to god what we did was we turned our face away from the god and we went and we followed the satan so satan was unseen and god was seen but that day we made decision to go toward satan what a shame and we were unappreciative to god so we saw that all of the angels were prostrating to God. We saw his power. We saw the whole thing. But what we did was, we turned our back to God. Now, God sent us down to the earth for a limited time, which we don't know how much is it. But this time, it's not as easy as it was before. So this time, God is unseen and evil is, can be seen. Or you can see the power of money. No, you have to choose which one of them you want to go after. And that's the whole thing. Those which they are righteous people, they are right people, they are going to find God here no matter what, if can be seen or cannot be seen. They are going to find it. And that's the beauty of it. Money can bring us happiness. But the happiness is a short life happiness. The real truth here is that uh, the money cannot elevate our spirit or our overall well-being. Happiness within is the revelation of God's blessing. Something that you can experience, but you cannot buy or create we need to understand more money for some might have had consequences 
that you might not be able to realize. Next thing we know, we are no longer on the right path because money has potential to take us where we can't or we don't want to be. Saying all of those, if still you want to go after the money, so I have a reservation for you next to me in the kidney garden of the school of God alone. I hope in our life when the moment come and we have to choose between God and money, we made the right choice and take the God side.